Albert Einstein once said that play is the highest form of research. Well, let's get ready to do some research. This is Teach, Play, Learn, the podcast, and I am your host, Adam Peterson. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the show. Today's episode is brought to you by my good friends at AliveStudiosZoo.com. Alive Studio Zoo offers you mind-boggling engagement through an augmented reality program that will bring your learning to life. You just got to check it out, AliveStudioZoo.com, and use promo code TEACHERSLEARN2, that's the number two, at checkout. This episode is also brought to you by my friends at BertoAndCo.com, B-E-R-T-E-A-U and Co.com, where you can find top-notch teacher planners, pens, stickers, t-shirts, and more that will make great gifts for the teacher in your life as we approach the holiday season. You have through December 31st to use the promo code Adam P15 to save yourself 15% at checkout at BertoAndCo.com. My guest today needs no introduction. She's been on the show before. My good friend Kim Adsit from kindergals.blogspot.com is here to talk about an amazing idea that I never thought about before to make the game hangman or build as she calls it a little bit more purposeful. So listen in. All right, we're good. All right, welcome back to the show, Kim. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Good. Enjoying a cool November day. It's already November, which I, I can't believe that I just said that because this year is <laughs> is going by so quickly. But uh, how's the weather in Georgia? Well, today it was cold. Today, tonight it's supposed to be tonight it's supposed to be 35. That's so, cold in Georgia. That's cold. But what is, when you say today was cold, what was it? What was it today? <laughs> um, in the 50s. That's not cold. <laughs> Yeah, well, next week it's back to what it's supposed to be—the mid seventies. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, it was in the third. It was in, I think, thirty-seven this morning when we went outside to to put the kids in the van, and then it's kind of warmed up. Like I was without a coat this afternoon, but it's still really cool. the only time it's cold here is about mid-November to about mid-March. Okay. So I could besides that. that it's I pretty nice. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to to bring you back on because I, I I haven't well first of all I haven't done an episode in a while I haven't had you on in a long time right and you and I were just together recently doing a, a webinar and a presentation and we talked a lot about playing games and there's something that you talked about that that really stuck with me and I've heard you talk about it before but every time I hear it I'm like yeah I should have been doing that I should have been doing that so I talk all the time on this podcast about the idea of purposeful play and, and playing right. with a purpose and putting a purpose to everything we're doing. And I wanted to to talk today about what I call an, a new way to play an old game because um, I always played it different than the way I know you you explain. So we're going to talk, listeners, about the game Hangman or Build. I know Kim, you've talked about it being called that rather than yes. called Hangman, whatever you want to call the game. Right. But in the most basic form of this game, children guess a letter and you tell them yes or no. And that's how I always right. played the game, was let's, let's try to build a word, everybody guess a letter. And, and they would just guess randomly. And you right. have such a, I mean, it seems so simple, but it's such a fantastic way to make this game so much more purposeful than just playing it the old way. So I'd love for you to share your, right. your idea that. Well, you know, I think we all played it the way you're talking about, because that's the way we played it for fun as kids when we were growing up. I mean, right. I can remember, playing hangman with my siblings, especially like when we were on car trips and, yeah. you know, and that's how you played it. Right. So I think sometimes when we're trying to implement games in the classroom, we have to remember that the game is the vehicle to the end. You know, it's the, how does that saying go? I, I don't know. I'm no, I'm not going to get it right, but 
the ways to the mean or the mean the to the means, ways. The means to an end. The means, means to an end. There means. you go. I knew it was something like that. Well, I like right? how you said vehicle to the end. That was pretty good too. <laughs> right, right, right. So when when I started playing it in school, and I don't even remember why I started playing it in school, but I started playing it in school and I had left it actually the traditional hangman game, like with the skeleton. Um, just the stick figure the drawn on the board. Yeah. And I left it for a substitute when I was going to be out to play. And she just could not get over how much fun the kids had playing that game. And so she was kind of like my permanent sub. I mean, right. I never was out sick. Usually when I'm out, it was to do a conference or something. So she would have all my days at the beginning of the year. So she's pretty much the only one that ever subbed for me. So she would say, leave that every time. <laughs> well, you know, I knew that the same game was going to get boring. Right. Right. And kids were not going to love it at like she thought they would. So I started coming up with different ways and that's when I just started calling it build. So you could, you know, build the snowman, build the scarecrow, build the flower garden. Right. So you're doing the same idea, but you're, instead of putting on the head and then the arms, you might, you know, put on the hat and then a snowball and then the sticks, you know, so that you're building the parts. So that was the first thing is to take a game that has a very predictable pattern mm -hmm. that we can use the same game and just change the novelty. So to the kids, it appears to be a different game, but there's right. some comfort in that. I know how to do this already. Oh yeah. You know, we've all, even as adults, we like that, right? Well, yeah, I was going to say comfort on the teachers end too, because it's, a, it takes a lot less off your plate than preparing something brand new. And, and I know, I know I, I you know, cause I, you read the book and I talked about in the book that, that that's a big part of what we can do as teachers to make it a little bit easier is, is don't change the game, oh, yeah. just change the concept, right? That's like, right. You don't have to reteach things over and over yep. and over again yep. because that's what takes most of our time. That's right. Exactly. And I love so, that you yeah. call it build because I know you and I kind of joked around that it is kind of a morbid concept yeah. to the game, the game. Like, let's I get this little man to hang from a stick. Yeah. I think that, you know, when cultures and environments change, then right. we look at things differently. And I think when we were younger and we played that game, it didn't have the same harsh... Yeah feeling that it has today right. so well, calling like, it build you you mentioned the dollar tree there was there was something that i remember you have a picture of too that that's like one of those plastic skeletons that yeah that the pieces can snap together yeah. which i thought was brilliant because it's but you it, could do any of those like in the dollar store you can buy any of those hinged like those hinged characters that you hang yeah. on your door like the there's a santa and... scarecrow so you know you don't want to hang santa i mean right. you know, that's Kind of, <laughs> right. So you can build and, and that has a lot more of a. Well, there's a lot more hands on to it, too. Yes, the, the kids yes. can manipulate the pieces. And actually yes, put them absolutely. Where they go. I'm thinking of my little I mean, wouldn't be playing word games with my little three year olds that I have, but just manipulating the, you know, the arm goes here and the leg goes here with the little three year old kids that I have, like building Mr. Potato Head, you know. Right. Uh, you could even use Potato Head for this game. Build the Potato Head. Right. Right. So then. Okay. So anyway, so, beyond that too, beyond just right. guess a letter, build a part, guess a letter, build a right. part. Right. So the then as I, I, yeah, absolutely. Sorry. I didn't mean to talk over you. No, so, I did the same. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's frozen up a delay and I just didn't, sorry about that. But anyway, so as I was playing it, I'm always trying to say, you know, 
Because when I was would first start teaching, I just did stuff because the person next door to me told me to do them. Right. You know, I didn't really know the purpose. And so as I grew as a teacher and as I became a smarter uh, technician as a teacher, you know, I, I knew that I had to know more about why I was doing something so that I so that the the standard idea wouldn't get lost in all of the fun. Mm -hmm. So I got to thinking about, you know, they weren't really learning a whole lot about words when you're playing that game. It was really just guess a name of a letter. It wasn't even did they recognize a letter. They just had to guess the name of a letter. Right. Right. So I decided that I had to change. So one of the things I, I knew was this, that there are, I mean, I don't know how many words there are in the English language. I mean, would you even... <laughs> know how to guess that i don't know like is that even something you can google search i'm not sure yeah, that's all right that's something we need to do on google right how many words are in the english language i'm gonna find that out keep going okay <laughs> so instead of having kids just guess a letter because they have no idea what word it could be it could be any of those words so i decided if we were going to do this for sight words that my kids needed to be able to see the words that it could possibly be. So if I'm playing this with my word wall words, I just want to strategically sit all my children where they can see the word wall. Or in today's environment with, um, you know, the social distancing guidelines, you could just have kids have individual copies of the lists of words, mm -hmm. which you can also do this with their names. You can do this with unit vocabulary words. You can do it with uh, a CVC words. I mean, you can do it with any kind of words you want. Just whatever words you're going to be using to supply those kids with a list. You look right. like you figured out the answer to that I question. figured out the answer. In 2020, as of now, the Oxford English Dictionary officially contains full entries for 171,476 words <laughs> that wow, are in I would have thought there would have been like a billion words. I would have thought so too. So it says there are 273 recognized head words, 171,000 of them being in current use. What does that mean? I don't know. 47,000 being obsolete words and around 9,500 derivative words. Okay. Who knows? So there's close to 300,000 words total. All right. I would have thought All there right. was more too. Yeah, well, maybe we're missing something. Maybe, yeah. But anyway, so the kids have this list of words, right? And so the next thing is, is all kids need like a dry erase board mm -hmm. or a chalkboard or a magna doodle or some way for them to be able to write and then erase without paper pencil. Right. So the first thing I do is I give them the list of the words and then I say, okay, our mystery word has, you know, three, four, five, whatever letters in it. And all the children draw that many lines, just like we do for regular hangman. But yep. instead of me only having the board, everybody has a board. And they're going to all draw all their five lines if I say it's a five-letter word. Okay? Right. So then what we would do is we would go to our list of words, and we're going to pay attention to the word feature. We're going to look at how long these words are, and we're going to identify which words have five letters. And as we're doing this, we're reading the words to so see we're spending more time with the learning mm -hmm. and letting the game be the novelty and not the game be the most important. Right. So after we've identified all the possibilities, 
Um, and if you're doing it with kids, have a list. You could even have them highlight. Right. I was just those, thinking that, like they all the possibilities or, like or whatever it was. Yeah. Right. And then, of course, then you're only going to be able to use that list one time. Yeah, but Maybe if you like could... I do a lot of lists, or I'm even thinking of your your um, math mats or your work mats that I use. There's a hangman right. in there, and yeah. I laminated those. And while there's not a list there, there are letters, of the alphabet, or there's the board there. So right. maybe their can, list is in a sheet protector. Yeah, absolutely. That's what I was going to say. highlighting it. Yep, yep. That's perfect. In, in the sheet protector. So anyway, so they highlight the words with it in the sheet protector. That's a good idea. And then um, they're, they're going to select one of those words and they're going to write it on their five lines. Mm -hmm. Okay. So then... You say to children, okay, look at your word. Now, guess one of the letters in your word. See, this keeps kids from just guessing a letter just to be, I mean, how many, times, <laughs> how many times do they say Q? Right. I mean, before they say A, you or know? So many of them just go Z and you say, there's not a word on our word wall that has a Z in it, friends. Like, right. that's what I found myself doing more often than not during this game was just correcting, correcting and correcting. Yes, yes. You're doing more what it isn't than what it is. Yes, so anyway, so someone calls out a letter. If the letter is in the word, of course, then you on your dry erase board, write that letter in the proper position. Mm -hmm. You know, is it the first, second, third, fourth, or fifth letter? Then the kids have to look at their board. And if they have a word that has that letter, so let's say I've kind of boxed myself in with a five-letter word, haven't I? <laughs> you so did. let's say it was where... What would be another five-letter word? Green. Green. Okay, so if we had an H for the second letter and they had put green, then, of course, they would erase their word green. Mm -hmm. Okay? So then what we're going to do is we know now our word has five letters and we know the second letter is H. So we're going to go back to our list of words and we're going to use those two characteristics, finding a five-letter word with an H for the second letter. Now kids are gonna solve it much more quickly. Right. But good. But there's so much more reading going on during the Absolutely, absolutely. So once they identify it, then, you know, you just will pick it. You can have them erase off that, right? I like the idea of that being in that pocket. They I, just have, gonna I have those ideas every now and then, yeah. Yeah, you're so smart, Adam, <laughs> so smart but they're going to erase those where they've done it. And then you just start with a new word. Right. But it just gives, going. yeah. I, I know. And I, the more I hear this, I'm like, gosh, why didn't I think of that? Because I think anybody listening to this that hasn't heard you speak before, hasn't heard this idea before is, is probably doing the same thing I did. Like, yeah, yeah. That makes total sense because it was like you said, it, I spent more time talking about the wrong answers than I ever did talking about the right answers. Right. More time just guessing and guessing rather than really putting knowledge to the purpose behind the reading or the game. So it's, it's such a right. simple, but genius idea. Well, it's like when you get done playing a game, you really should ask yourself, you know, did I succeed? Right. You know, I have my standard. So did I succeed in, in, you know, attacking that standard? Mm -hmm. If not, you have to reevaluate what you're doing. And I think that, you know, as we grow as teachers, I mean, even, I mean, I've been in education for 40 years and even now having a conversation, you know, like when you were here last week and we were having right. all those good conversations, you know, you're, you're changing and you're thinking and you're always, 
you're always reevaluating how you do things, mm -hmm. you know, well, I'm, that's I'm, part of it. You and I both have talked a lot recently about how can we keep play alive in, in today's classroom, um, a social distant classroom, or even a virtual classroom. These, this is a game that could be easily played in both. You can Absolutely. easily do this virtually by sharing your screen or just, you know, holding up a whiteboard, whatever it may be. Um, allowing students to be the leader of it. They could hold up a whiteboard at home and they could be in charge of guessing the, the, you know, leading the discussion on the word. And then in a classroom setting too, like I'm picturing Trisha's classroom where they're all spread out. What better game to practice sight words when you have to be spread out, right? Like it's, right. it's so simple to do because everyone's on their own anyway. And I just like the versatility of the different ways you can use it because you could let it be your lesson. Mm-hmm. You could also introduce this as an early finishers. I've had kids play it with partners. Right. You know, and so two kids that are sitting close to each other in proximity could play it together. Mm -hmm. I've also, I, I think it's, it's, you think about when you're waiting for kids to come into the Zoom meeting, right? instead of just sitting there kind of looking at each other. I mean, you want to talk about a fast way to get, want kids to get them in exactly. is say, we're going to solve the mystery word for the day and let that, that be a way to, you know, occupy kids as they're coming in, mm -hmm. you know, so there's, there's a lot of versatility to it. It's early, good early finishers. You got five minutes before it's time to go home. That's what I was going to say, like getting ready for lunch or getting ready to go home, whatever yeah. it might be. Let's knock out a word. Right. So it's I, just I started doing years ago in my classroom too. Like we, we would review words every single day, right? Like we would practice reading sight words or introducing it, but, but we reserved Wednesday during our, our morning meeting time as what we called word wall Wednesdays. And that was the day where we we like would play a game or do something like this. So, I mean, we were playing every other day of the week, but we really made this huge emphasis on word wall words on Wednesday, reviewing everything and, and just made a big celebration out of it, right. for, for lack of better words. So I'm thinking that would be a perfect time. Yeah. So the cool part about like you saying kids doing this on their own as fast finishers too. This is so simple, you know, for kids to even just, just guess words anytime, you know, whether they're done with an activity or it's a center they're doing their own. Um, encourage it as home play as well, like get their families involved, whatever it could be. Right. We used to do like each day as part of our, you know, large group time, we had word work time each day. Mm -hmm. And once a week we would play. I mean, it was kind of like I had a five easy rotation. You know, we would play the zap game that a lot of people know how right. to play. I mean, I had five games and we played those same five games every week just i would just change what the novelties were and that way i didn't have to think about what we were going to play i just had to think of what prop i wanted to use mm -hmm. and what words i was going to use i also kept up um you know where you have your teacher spot up in the front of the room right where you do your large group from i had a shelf that i called my panic shelf <laughs> and really it was so uh, i mean how many times have you panicked oh you yeah you know, you didn't know you did you you had ten minutes and you didn't know what to do. You right. know, and Is I think it, we can keep track of how many times we panicked. I don't know. <laughs> right. Well, and I think you panic less as you get more experience, just because you you build up a repertoire of more ideas. I mean, right. when you're a beginning teacher, you know, you're still you're still building enough ideas to fill up a day. Uh -huh. So I learned to have that shelf, and I would keep stuff on that shelf that if I found myself with, oh my gosh, I've got five minutes or, oh my gosh, I've got 10 minutes. 
that shelf always had stuff on it. Because see, if you don't have it on that shelf, even though you've got that prepared, you're not going to think to do it. Right. But that shelf was kind of like my string around my finger that reminded me, hey, you do have some tricks. You do have some things to do. So, you know, we want to keep game activities that are easily implemented without a lot of materials and props mm -hmm. close by. I love that. You know? I love it. So we mentioned your, your uh, work mats for listeners that are, are listening to this and wondering what that is. Um, I'll put a link in the show notes of how to find those on Kim's okay. blog and her store. And while we're talking about that, your blog is? Kindergals.blogspot.com. And Kim adds it on Teachers Pay Teachers? Yes. The, everywhere except for Teachers Pay Teachers, it's under Kindergals. <laughs> everywhere except that. Yes. On Teachers Pay Teachers, it's under my name. I don't know why I didn't just do everything under my name, but you know, you I think I have stuff right? under Teachers Learn too. I have stuff under Adam Peterson Education. I have stuff under Adam Peterson. It's, it's, yeah, you have a lot. Oh, I did way too many different things. I just type in your name and what? <laughs> <laughs> and something something will up. come up. Yeah, yeah. Well, while we're here too, I want to mention not to not to make this a sales pitch thing, but one of my favorite parts of coming to visit you was kind of out of nowhere, we decided to create this brand new dice games pack. It was and so fun. It was so fun. I've been seeing so many teachers send back positive messages about it. I've been using them in my little classroom. So if you're looking for some fun ways to play virtually or in the classroom social distantly, we really did kind of design this to be used in today's classroom. I, th I think that's the best way to say it. We put together yeah. 10 different games um, with multiple versions of each game too. Right, what was that website that had that virtual dice on it? What was that called oh. that you told me about? Uh, classroomscreen.com. Yeah, y'all need to check that out, classroomscreen.com yeah. because it has like a virtual dice. It had a timer, it had all kinds yeah, of fun stuff that you could use if you were playing games um, virtually. Mm -hmm. It's a cool just, site. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a great way to do it when, you know, cause you might tell those kids to go find their dice and some of them's under their bed <laughs> or, you know, you would like to think they have a basket with all their supplies in it, but that ain't happening. No, not at all. I know it's not happening in my house right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's so hard to keep up. I looked everywhere, I looked every, I had, for you, so this is like a real off the topic thing, which for those of you who don't know, I have a new granddaughter that's four months old <laughs> and we were going out to eat lunch today and I looked all over for her hair bow that I had <laughs> at the house. And it's a little white band that you clip the bows to. I looked everywhere for that band. I never could find it. I was so can't frustrated because she can't go out without a bow. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm sure you have hundreds of them lying around somewhere. <laughs> uh, lots of the clips. Not, I only have one of the bands. Poor kid. She I, know, I tried to buy another one and nobody was open on Monday. What's with that? <laughs> well, that's good. Well, enjoy your time with that, with that grandbaby. Thank you as always. And thank you so much for this idea. This is one that I know I want to implement with my little ones and teachers. Everywhere. Well, thank you. Take this and run with it with, with all the stress of, today's classroom this is an easy way to, to take some of that stress off in a fun way yes sounds great all right we'll see you guys next all right time. all right bye thank you all so much for listening if you want to hear more music like what you're hearing right now visit cuckoo and then please like share and rate this podcast wherever you're listening to it so others can find it too i'll see you guys on the next episode because you are the best, best.